Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. All right, what are we waiting for? A nice shove Telemachus five feet forward in between the mirrors. I go, I'm in between the mirrors as he pushes me five feet forward. That's sort of a bitch. <laughs> you just feel disjointed. You're having a hard time, like, keeping your equilibrium as you're walking forward. But uh, nothing, nothing's bad happening. Like a dog in the backseat of a car. You just see me, like, on all fours trying to stand still and stand up, right? I walk past... Towards the uh, west part of the room. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the south part of the room. So I'm just gonna hook a left away from them and start going south and to explore the, the, the lower room. And I will head north towards the mirror. Perfect. What we'll do is we'll start with Jax and then work our way around. So you find a note and on the note, it says this creature driven mad by isolation in its echoing void hoards knowledge and secrets as it possesses and then it kind of trails off so what you are able to put together is that this note is for the wing of the this place that you just were at yeah i had to do with that uh one-eyed creature yes do a uh say sleight of hand real quick let's say you get over a 13 okay you got a 13 perfect (laughs) (laughs) you look on the back and written in kind of uh, like almost crayon-like letters, it says answer is shadow. And I'll keep that knowledge to myself. All right. <laughs> All right. So we will do both Limbo and good old Thumper over here. Tell them. Telemachus. Telemachus. I'm gonna Telemachus. Right. <laughs> Telemachus. Okay. As you guys cross, and uh, to anyone listening, there is two walls there's a wall on the north side that's separating into another room and there's a wall on the south side that's separating into the other room and as you walk both of you walk towards these to this extra room the moment you walk into the room you instantly start burning or freezing i guess in this way (laughs) and with that being said you will need to roll initiative another 14 the mirrors happen to be 17 frozen gelatinous cubes squeeze me (laughs) (laughs) giving off a reflection what was it uh give me those numbers again sorry jacks that was oh so that was an eight for me all right mr 17 um well I think that they're going to have to do a surprise attack at this point. Am I inside the gelatinous cube? Let's just say your hand, the moment you you kind of like walking into a door and your hand just touched it. Immediately you're like shell shocked. The cube tumbles forward and falls right on top of both of you. Oh, the cube does cube things and like... (laughs) Okay. So you guys need to do uh, dexterity saving throws. Easy. Let's do it. Oh, that's a seven. 19. Did I parkour fail? You did. I can, I'm going to use a reaction 
Lucky footwork. If I fail a dexterity saving throw, I could roll a D4 to possibly pass. You also have your bardic, right? Oh, I got a four. So 11. Does not pass. Damn it. You have your bardic. Do I have bardic? I don't think so. I thought you gave him one, right? He hasn't I used it. I forgot to give him one. <laughs> he was too far away. Oh, yeah, that's right. You rip scared <laughs> before I finish. That's when the thing falls on top of me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for mine, Jax. <laughs> All right, so you take 10 damage Oof. for being in the queue and are, we'll say, engulfed. Mm -hmm. Technically, these are we're just going to say that these are solid and you're getting, like, super smushed at this point is how I kind of want to put a little spin on it. But you're getting smushed so much that uh, you can't breathe and it is restrained. And take 21 at the start of each round the queue, that you're on the cubes there. So do I take it at the end of my turn or the beginning of my turn? At the start of each of the cubes turn. Okay. Limbo, you passed, correct? Yes. So I'm going to have you Parkour. move as opposed to stay there. Okay. So move so that you're not within... Uh, yep. He's going to dodge roll past the cube into the room. So I am now in the most southern room. And I yell, hey, watch out for the cubes to everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Initiative 17. Uh, so is this thing like a solidified object or like a solid gelatinous cube? So it's like like a so like a heavy rubber blanket almost. It's more of a solid cube. Okay. But so on your turn, sorry, I just read this. Uh, you need to do you need to do a DC strength saving throw. Saving throw. Uh, 15. Okay, so you get out. So we'll say that you, you're you on the side, straight on the side of it. We won't count it as your, as your turn, and then now do your turn. As I lift this, you see this tiny bunny just like psh, lift its way out of the gelatinous cubes as it begins to uh, lift it over its head just a little bit so I can escape. And then as a bonus action, I am going to rage, and you see the fire inside the bunny burn. As I rage, you see Telemachus grow in size. He becomes a large creature as he is now a form of giant himself. The leather armor expands around him. You see that his chest is completely ripped. He has these super muscular calves and his glaive now fits in his hand perfectly and ignites in flames. When I range, I get a giant stature. I've considered a large creature. This is Path of the Giant, by the way. And my weapon that I am bounded with, which is my glaive, it becomes the elemental cleaver. When I enter a rage, you could choose one weapon that you are holding and infuse it with one of the following damage types. Acid, cold, fire, thunder, or lightning. I choose fire. So it gains 1d6 of that damage type and it gains the throne property. And when I throw at the weapon, it instantly reappears in my hand, whether it misses or hits the target. And while raging, I can use a bonus action to change the element. And you see uh, Telemachus, now this huge, this huge rabbit. So now I am a large rabbit with a flaming red hot glaive. And I am going to use my glaive and swing at it. That's going to be a 14 to hit. That does. And with my second attack, that'll be, oh, it's a nat one, it's a 37. So I got 13 slashing damage and oh, it's gonna be one point of fire damage. So 14 <laughs> 14 total. points of damage total. Uh. When you swing at this cube, your first attack seems to do some damage, chipping off part of the cube. You uh, are cracking it every time you hit it and your second attack uh, puts out your fire because you rolled a that one. 
which I think you can relight again, right? Uh, For free. Yeah, yeah. It, it stays. It stays lit because it becomes a magical weapon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> it just puts it puts it out for a short period of time as you swing, and then once <laughs> it stops, it relights again, and you're like, oh, okay. And now you hear Telemachus' voice like super deep. I'm just heating up. I think your balls just finally dropped. <laughs> this ball? Where? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Limbo. All right, so Limbo through the cube sees little Telly become big Telly. And then he goes, hey, Telly's big now. And he turns to the cube and, uh, well, first, can I just do an investigation of the room that I'm in? I just want to look around and see if there's anything else like this sticks out to me. Uh, yes. What you investigate is that there's a lot of dead bodies that seem to have been smushed. Hmm. Um, that used to be frozen, but now are in just shards and just pummeled together obviously by this cube you do notice that in the back let's call it the southeast corner of the room there's a little shimmer of something underneath the uh possible bodies over there but on top of that you do notice that there might be a weak point within the cube itself then i am going to attack the weak part of the cube so i'm going to hit it with my quarter staff and that is a 26 to hit on the first attack okay that hits so that's 10 damage and then i'm also going to use something called the astral spark uh, it says once per turn, when you hit a target with a simple or martial weapon, you can cause the target to take an additional three points of force damage. So that's going to be 13 points total damage. And then I will take my second attack. That is a nat 20. Thank you. Finally. Okay, here we go. There we go. Limbo is heating up as terrible rolls though. Wow, that is only nine damage. <laughs> and then I'm going to, I don't think, can I stunning strike a gelatinous cube? Is that something that I would be able to do? No. Okay, then I'm just going to do an additional unarmed strike on it. So I'm gonna attempt to, instead of headbutting it, cause I don't want my head to get stuck in it. I'm going to try <laughs> to uh, kick it. Okay. And that is a 24. So that is eight more damage. With 30 damage, you hit the weak point of this and it craters the one side of this cube. And, sh and you can see that the ripples almost reach around the cube itself, but it's still standing. Got it. Over to Jax. All right. These cubes, do they have like swords and shields and stuff in them? So it is a cube. It is uh, like gelatinous cube quote-unquote but it's more of a frozen cube it's an ice cube it, it's a big ice cube is basically what it is there is indentions of like things that are like maybe stuck to it uh just from smushing something so so hard so yes technically yes technically <laughs> yeah not inside <laughs> it but like you know what i mean on the outside of it i guess like from past adventures that maybe came through gotcha. or weapons or things or just spoons whatever might be around yeah if there's if there's a sword inside of it i'm gonna cast a third level heat metal on the sword okay and so uh i can choose a manufactured metal object such as a metal weapon or a suit and so on uh that i can see within range so i, I basically cause the object to glow red hot the creature will immediately take 3d8 fire damage so it's gonna take 13 fire damage 
from the heated sword. I'm concentrating on that right now so I can do that again as a bonus action on each of my subsequent turns. If a creature is holding or wearing an object and takes the damage, the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object if it can. If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of my next turn. It did 25. That'll do it. <laughs> so as you heat up the weapon that's stuck to the side of the thing, you do notice the same crack that uh, Limbo actually saw as well. A Maybe a weak, weak point on the, on the cube as well. And then I'm going to yell over to Telemachus. Glad you finally joined us in Mature in a bit there and uh, give him a bardic. You see as uh, as he's blessed with a bardic inspiration, his he waves his head as it's like blowing in this metaphorical wind. And you notice <laughs> that when he moves his head, he has this long brown flowing mane and this beautiful head of hair uh, in between his rabbit ears. Going over to the cubes. Uh, we'll do the farthest south one that's over by Limbo. The cube tumbles to try to smush Limbo, but the crater that's there ends up saving Limbo from any danger. Uh-oh, I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're technically underneath the cube, feeling very cold, but completely safe. We will go to the uh, south side cube. It will then roll over, or tumble, technically, onto Telemachus. And with that being said, we'll then do, uh, you have to do another DC save. Uh, 13. Ooh, barely passes. Yeah. So with that being said, you'll have to jump out of the way, what is how we'll have to rule it. So that will be both their turns, and then it's gonna go back over to Telemachus. So this thing's just move, like just moving its body, right? It's not like protruding any limbs. Nope. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and move 15 feet away from it. I'm gonna try to get to the back corner of the room here. Okay. So I'm gonna move uh, westward to the back corner of the room, turn around and face it, and I'm going to throw my glaive at it because it now has the throne property. And I'm going to yep. use sharpshooter, my sharpshooter feet, which minus is five for my roll, but adds 10 to my damage. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. That hits. So you see, as I throw my glaive at it, you see the flame burns brighter as I use my foundling, uh, my foundling feet, and it adds an additional, when I throw my glaive, it adds additional 1d10 fire damage. It is going to do 27 points of damage, <laughs> and it's going to fly back into my hand uh, instantaneously, and I'm going to roll to hit again. Is that 27 all fire damage, or was it just the 1d10? Uh, it is five points of fire damage, 22 points of slashing damage. And then my second one is going to miss, uh, but it, it reappears in my hand as I only got a five. Uh, and then I will end my turn as I like throw the first one, chunk it with the flame, with the flaming glaive, and I try to throw it back at him, uh, but it misses. And I go back like, hmm, slippery, slippery little one. All right, Limbo, you are underneath this gelatinous cube. What are you gonna do? I'm going to try to carve my way out of it with my quarterstaff. So I'm gonna take it and make a like spinning attack to try to carve a bigger hole than what uh, I'm already in. 
and that's a 22 to hit on my first attack. So that is going to be seven plus, I'm also going to do another astral spark uh, special again. So that's gonna be 10 total damage for my first attack. My second attack is going to be a 23 to hit, which is going to be uh, eight more damage. And then I'm going to do a flurry of blows. So I'm just gonna also just start spam like leg kicking from the inside and that is 22 to hit oh my god i'm rolling so bad on the damage uh that's just five additional damage okay perfect anything else that's gonna be it all right you kick this thing and as you're doing it debris is flying off into your face and you're actually getting pretty far into this gelatinous ice cube that's uh on top of you but it has not moved it is still standing i guess that's how you want to call it <laughs> yeah all right Jax. over to you i will go 10 feet 15 feet forward into the middle of the room and i will run up to the burning sword and just try and hit it with my rapier back into the slime <laughs> all right i'll use my action to try and hit it into the slime that makes sense okay Let's do sleight of hand. Okay. So I get 23 to like hit it off the floor into the uh, gelatinous cube. Perfect. It hits. And I'll use my bonus action after that to like keep burning the sword. Okay. And it'll have to make that same constitution saving throw. Oh, it rolled a one. Wow. So, so it'll stay in and take 17 points of fire damage. Ooh. There you go. You go up, you see the sword still steaming with heat. You go up and you give it a smack while it's in air. You ignite it and it plunks right into the untouched side of this cube. As you're doing that, you see that it just explodes the entire area, showing another crater on the untouched side. Not only did you explode that side, you explode every side as it just completely billows out oh. from every angle and then crumbles and fades into a puddle. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I peer around the edge. You're right in there, Telemachus. How you doing? I warmed him up for you and I point my firing glaive <laughs> at it. Whatever uh, lets you sleep at night, and then I walk back the other way. <laughs> it just gets me more heated. Yeah, I'm just that, that much more angry. You, you hear me flexing in the in the back of the room. <laughs> All right, that'll end my turn. So what the uh, cube is going to do is uh, sit there. It's not going to move. It's not going to try to do anything with its intelligence the way it is. It thinks that it is uh, squishing you, so it stays there. Huh. So over to Telemachus. Telemus? Telem? I can't say. Telemachus. Telemachus. Telly. Just call me Telly. Telly is what it is. Call me Telly. Telly the bunny, the magnificent, the giant, the strong, the beautiful. Hey, Telly. And I'm like waving from inside the other cube <laughs> on the other side of the room. <laughs> uh, I'm going to move... 40 feet into the room. You just see like I hop over, uh, put one foot over Jax as I go over his space and occupy it next to him. And I go, watch this. And I throw my glaive at it. Yeah, I'm gonna throw my glaive. Sharpshooter. Okay. Fun stuff, fun stuff. Uh, I'm gonna throw it twice. 
Ooh, with a 17 and a 10. Can I use Bardic Inspiration on my second throw? You don't even need to because it hits. <laughs> 51 points of damage with both those attacks with Sharpshooter. As I throw the glaive and you see the glaive becomes like a fiery red spear. <laughs> smashes through it and then it reappears in my hand and I twirl around like Mario 64 throwing Bowser into the bomb. And I throw the other one, the other, uh, my second glaive back at it. Awesome. Uh, fiery passion. So you turn the corner with the blade still hot from blowing up the gelatinous ice cube over by you. You jump over, you throw, you throw your glaive twice, hitting the gelatinous ice cube on the south side of the room, completely cutting it in half, and then with your second throw, cutting it right down the middle as Limbo dodges out of the way and you just see this thing fall like uh, sliced bread <laughs> opened up. You guys are now out of combat, free to mosey around. Wait, my cube died too? Yeah, he just threw glaives across. <laughs> he just threw red glaives. Oh, I thought, I thought that was his. Okay. I saved you. I, I, look, I look up. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go. You go. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> No, I was just gonna say, I look up at Telemachus, I'm like, ah, Telemachus, I like what you did with your hair. Oh, thank you, it flows in the wind. Yeah, how'd you get it all to come out your nose like that? And then I walk away. Uh, and I get small, as I'm snapped out of my rage. <laughs> <laughs> can I go over to the corner where I saw that shiny thing and try to see if I can pick it up? Uh, yes. So it is in the southeast point of the map. And while having to move completely uh shattered body over and then as you pick up the next one its hand crumbles as you try to move it and eventually you have to kind of shove it completely out of the way as it crumbles again you find the stone in the corner limbo looks like you got a stone as well i'm proud of you buddy well yeah technically this is my second one because i just gave you the first one remember and then i just pick as I'm, i say that like as i bend over just picking up the the third stone <laughs> you guys gonna do anything here investigate anything else what are you guys gonna do i want to see if anything cool came out of these gelatinous cubes <laughs> yeah yeah i go check the one uh i'll check the one i killed and you can check the one uh you killed technically i killed both of them all right, technically I warmed them up, made them nice and toasty. I won't call myself a chemist, but I did boil some water. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. It's a nat one on my investigation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the cube to the north. I got a 10. 19. I got a 10 on my investigation. Clearly better than a silly 19. <laughs> Clearly. As I sniff. <laughs> Hard to sniff when you got all those nose hairs up in there. I'm going to put my foot up your nose if you don't stop there. <laughs> All right, um, you guys, to the north, you guys find a note similar to the one that you found in the very first room that you guys came to. And it says, first comes the sky vast and wide. So Limbo, you're on the south side and you search the cube. You see shards of nothing. It's <laughs> empty. Can I bring my 19 and carry it oh, over wait. to the south yeah, side? Yeah, can I, I, I'll use my bardic too. Oh, that's a two, so I got a three. Right. <laughs> Just one thing. Yep. Let me take a look over here. <laughs> Jax comes over, helps you out, and finds another note written in the same handwriting. It says, lastly, nature where the secret... 
secrets hide. I already got it figured out. Everybody give me your stones and let's go upstairs. Okay. And I just hand it to him. <laughs> what if I don't want them? All right, well, you can keep yours for the end. I'll tell you what, I'll let you put the last one in, okay? Oh, thank you. I, I greatly appreciate that, friend. All right, we're going, you guys are going back upstairs? Yeah. Yep. We are in the main area. What are we doing? Plucking my nose hairs as I become severely <laughs> self-conscious of my appearance. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm a rabbit. I'm supposed to have that. No, I'm a giant. Ugh. Now I'm having an identity <laughs> crisis. <laughs> All right, Lyria, step aside. She's completely uh, just so excited. She heard all the commotion. She was already kind of given up. You could see that she was halfway up the stairs by the time you uh, went down there. And then she hears her voice. She comes again, holding with two arms, going back down the stairs. So excited, overjoyed. Uh, she sees you with all three stones at the uh i got two stones the rabbit two stones sorry still has theirs <laughs> they're giant can i try and persuade lyria to go back down into the west wing what i want to say is like now lyria uh we'll we'll do this in a second but there are a lot of bodies down there that need your attendant i'm not sure which are yours so you need to go check them out and make sure you get the belongings for those that uh you know are back in the village waiting for him. You want this old lady to go down those stairs? When I I'm love limbo carry down here. Look, look. I'll get more. I'll get someone from the village. Let's see what's what's happening here. Can I try and persuade her, or do you think there's no? She doesn't seem like she wants to. I'm gonna cast charm person then. Okay. So it's a DC 15 wisdom saving throw. So I'm attempting to charm a humanoid, which I can see within range. Uh, after they make that check, if they fail it, it, it's charmed by me until the spell ends or until someone does anything harmful to them. Okay. The charmed creature regards me as friendly. She got... Try to charm it to like me. A 13. What did you say I needed? 15. So she fails. Okay. So what is she... Yeah, I kind of like hold her arm and uh, bring her over to Limbo. I'm going to be like, it's going to be okay. Now, Limbo, you take... Uh, no, you know what? I'm gonna, I have to stay within 30 feet of her. So I'm gonna like take her hand and be like, don't worry, I'll guide you down there. And I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, look through those skeletons with you, okay? We're gonna get through this together. Don't you worry your bones about it. And I'm gonna hand the gems to Telemachus. Okay. Telemachus. And I whisper to him, Telemachus. My ear points to his, points to his face. First comes the sky, that's blue, okay? Easy peasy, right? Next comes blood, that's red. Of course, yeah. Lastly, nature, green, okay? Got it? Good. And then we'll start walking away. <laughs> I hear that and I face the gems, like right up to my face. Like, are they different colors? They are all the same color. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just like yell towards them. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought I had it figured out. <laughs> As uh, Telemetris is actually puts the gems up to his eyes, he notices on the gem in his good eye, which we'll say is his right eye, a little bit better than his left, he notices that there's a marking on it. Uh, ah, this one's a bit scuffed. Let me, let me just wipe that out. When you handed him the gems, you're not sure which one was uh, from which area? But this gem, I can type it in chat. Can you guys read that? What the fuck? Number two. Yes. That that's what it says. That's what it says. That mumble jumbo. <laughs> yep. 
So anyways, we're just gonna go down here and we're gonna take her business. Find it. <laughs> I'm guiding her away, leaving Telemachus to figure it out. I look at these <laughs> the, the, the markings on this and I'm like, I think it's an, an amalgam, an anogram. Um, Don't worry, you got this. And I wink at him and give him one more bardic inspiration. <laughs> What? Telemachus <laughs> 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 is just baffled and confused. I continue towards the stairs with, uh, what's her face, Lyria. Hey, Limbo, why don't you come over here and give uh, your buddy uh, a looky with this? Okay. I know you're good with words and, and letters and sketches and numbers and markings and trinkets and baubles. What does it say? And I show him the markings. <laughs> Well, he does not read, so it doesn't really help. <laughs> um, can I just say, like, can I just roll something to see if, like, I might not know what it says, but I, like, recognize what it, like, the writing or whatever? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would that be? Like, a history check, maybe? Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, that's a 12. With a 12, it is in common. It seems like you should be able to read this word. I turn it upside down. It's not in a foreign, foreign. It doesn't seem like it's a foreign language because you recognize every letter. You turn it upside down and it still looks the exact same. I put it in a mirror. <laughs> it does, does not look any different. Fuck. <laughs> are we, are we currently down the stairs or where are we now? Yeah, I'm helping her search uh, bodies to see if we can find anything to bring back to families. Limbo, I try doing everything. I try turning it around. I try looking at it with the other eye. I try yelling at it. Nothing's working. Can I just try to put one down into the, the center of the <laughs> uh, the center area in the room? Yes. I just grab one from uh, Telly and I just put it into the little socket. We're going to say there's three sockets for them. Which one did you put in where? I want to put the so th so what you sent us that's three different writings on the three different gems right no that was one gem that he looked at with his good eye okay then can i stare at a different gem yep. <laughs> i want to grab um the gem the the most recent gem we got okay and um from the the last room from the cubes and i want to try to look into that one on that gem is the same same writing same everything to to the viewers uh or i'm sorry to the listeners it it's, looks like gibberish it looks like jared rolled his face on his keyboard and then hit enter <laughs> is what he's sending us <laughs> yes it so just if we just for the uh the listeners it's like mb or it's like n b m b d i j a or u f space p g space f b S-U-I. Limbo's brain is really hurting at this point, so he <laughs> has to sit down and think about it for a second. All right, so as you guys are thinking about it, Old Lady and Jax are halfway down the stairs, and how, how many turns does the charm person work for? Uh, one hour. Ooh, okay. One actual real-life hour, so... <laughs> We're going to be here. <laughs> All right, can we bring her back up? <laughs> Because I feel like she's supposed to be helping us. And <laughs> can we just do a investigation check real quick to see if we find any memorabilia or artifacts from the families? You look through all the piles and uh, the bodies, um, but you're not able to find anything um, of note 
Yeah, I mean, and I ask her if she can look with me. Yeah, she looks and she is gonna roll, and she got a thirteen, and she helps you helps you look since the charm person is still going on, and wasn't able to find anything that was gonna be helpful. Okay, so nothing there. So I bring her back up, keep holding her hand, you know, as we walk over the gems. I'm like, all right, now if you know anything about these gems, is there anything you can tell us about, you know, what's going on here? Okay, and if she's charmed, what is, what's the... I get advantage on persuasion checks, I believe. Okay, but you're not really persuading, you're just asking at this point. Yeah, I'm just asking. Yeah, she, she doesn't, she lets you know that she has no idea. She's never even seen the gems. Uh, She reiterates the story about how group went to the east and a group went to the west, but no one's ever been down the south route. Uh, So maybe the answer is down there. We gotta read. And I begrudgingly go to the south to go to the library to look at books. I release a charm from her and <laughs> sit her down. You guys are back in the library. You noticed the books that you did touch, but you still noticed that there were still a few that were on the desk that you guys haven't touched. I make my way over to like the first desk on my right and I see like a face down book and I'm like, I slam my head on the table and like turn it to just look at the page it's open to. Yep. What do I see? With one eye squinting and the other one fully open with your good eye, you do notice a bunch of math equations. (laughs) 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 And uh, at the end of it, it says uh, minus one that really sticks out to you. Minus one. Minus one of what? I see Jax just walk over. I just go, shut up. Shit, shit, shit it. Shit it. I was about to say something. Uh, I know you I were. I know you were. And walk away. <laughs> I just went brain cell. <laughs> and I'll go to another table. All right, so you're going to investigate the next table? Yeah, the one in the middle of the room. There's multiple books on this table that have every language's alphabet in a row a through z is there a specific order to it is it like orc and something else or uh no so the you do see that on the very top the very front page is the common your guys is the the same letters as that are written on the gem but if you flip through you can see that there's elvish and orc and all sorts of other things but the very top one that seems to be the most worn or uh, used the most was uh, the same letters that were on the on the gems. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it as a player, but there's no way in hell Limbo gets this. Um, so, uh, so the second one is Sapphire. How how did you t- how to how do we? Wait, okay, how would this? <laughs> I, I wonder if he's like. You're he's, right. You're right. So you're limbo. Right so limbo is thinking really, really hard, and he has that. Um, he has like that Zoolander like coming of the idea where he's like, it's in the gem, and then he, he like sits there and he's reading it, and I I don't know. Can I like explain it at least what I what I think if you think I'm right. I know you're right. I know you're right. So you, so I guess there was minus one. So it's taking these letters that you're sending us and then subtracting, go, like doing the letter before it. 
it, I'm reading it and it says Sapphire. The second one at least is Sapphire of, and I'm like currently trying to decipher T, uh, H, I assume that's E, uh, W, Sapphire of the Wind is the second one. The answer's in the gem. <laughs> the answer's in the gem, and he tries to just bash it open. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so in a moment of clairvoyance, exactly, Limbo was able to to decipher the the gem that he's holding says uh, Sapphire of the Wind. Yeah, he's like, hey, what does this say? And I like hand it to uh, Telly, and I just wrote it out on a piece of paper. But I, again, I don't know how to read, so I just don't know how to read it. It says Sapphire of the Wind. Oh, Sapphire. And then, yeah, so then I guess, do you want to try to read the last gem that you have, uh, Telly, and see what it says? Yeah, look at the third uh, gem. Alabite of Earth over here. What? Sapphire of the Wind. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, Elemento. Dude, I literally Googled, I, I Googled the alphabet and they have a photo of it and it's so much easier. You just find the letter and you look at it <laughs> rather than reading it to yourself over and over and over again. Was this one Obsidian or something? Yeah, it has to be OBS. Fuck, it's J. Blood. Yeah, blood is the last one. So Obsidian Blood. Woo! What a puzzle, Jared. Holy. That was like awesome. that? Yeah. No, I Dude, really like that. Oh my god, I just <laughs> fucking trolled myself. I looked at the alphabet and it just left out the letter J. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the Latin alphabet. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, wow, wow Giscomass. <laughs> Can we take a short rest before we uh head on upstairs? <laughs> Can we say we chill for an hour? Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So you get, let's. Mm, we spent an hour figuring out this riddle. <laughs> yeah. All right. So while we're resting, I'll take some of my hit dice. All right. So I'm going to move you guys back into the main area. So now we are back in the main area. It's been an hour. You guys were able to decipher the code on which gems are which. Each one of you has a gem. Okay. So all we see is just the three different slots, or what do we. Yes. So the three gems we got, we got Sapphire of the Wind, Obsidian Blood, and what was the other one? Malabite of Earth. So uh, I already told you this, so it's, uh, it, we got green, blue, and red right here. So like I said before, put it in that way. Okay, so then I take the Obsidian Blood one and I walk it over to the red socket. We all have low intelligence, so we spend way too long doing this. <laughs> yeah, no way to think of this one. No way to think of that one. <laughs> they literally hired the wrong people. So who's who's got which which gems? I have the obsidian blood one. I got the malabite of earth. It's a sapphire, which is blue, which is the sky, blue sky, and I look up into the void that is like blue above us. So I put the sapphire gem in the first slot, the chink, and I put the obsidian blood one in the second one. I mean, I think that this one goes in the first one, but I put it in the last one, even though that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read it wrong, but we'll try it. And lastly, nature is where secrets hide. Perfect. Congrats, you guys figured it out. Boom! <laughs> right? The three minerals instantly disappear from view. Within moments, the whole place begins to shake. The four statues open their eyes and light up the three pillars that were in the middle of the room. Before you're able to move, the middle floor begins to twist open like an iris diaphragm. Whatever has been sleeping in this frozen hell is now awake. 
Things go dark. Things go quiet. I need everyone to roll a perception. Oh my god, I rolled another nat one. I rolled a Fuck nat me. one. Okay. Uh, 18. <laughs> I got an 18. As it's pitch black and things are quiet, the only thing you can hear are shuffling feet towards the center of the room. <laughs> As the lights come to, you notice the old lady now standing where the iris is opening, getting ready to fall face first into this void of nothingness, laughing hysterically as you guys try to move and you realize the amulets that she gave you at the beginning have you frozen in place. She's eight. So <laughs> I wish I did. I'm thinking about it all game. <laughs> she jumps down the hole. And lo and behold, she puts herself on a crown that is on top of an enormous... Wait for it. Yeti. <laughs> a frost or abominable Yeti. She turns into this or she's on top of it? She's on top of it. Oh my goodness. Ready to rip and tear. She says, uh, she has some final thing that she says. Um, I once the, was the beacon of hope of Frost Village. Um, so you guys are frozen in place as you guys are hearing all of this go. I was the town's protector. I warded off beasts from the frozen peaks, ensured bountiful harvest despite the cold climate, but like all magic users, I yearn for greater knowledge and power. During a rare expedition to the south, when I met the three of you, I came across a black market that dealt with arcane artifacts. Here I discovered the ancient tombs written by a forgotten ice warlock, detailing the secrets, uh, harnessing raw power of the winter. The price was steep, not gold, but a promise. I swore to bring the rituals within to fruition by the end of the winter or else. All winter, I've had hundreds, not just two groups, hundreds of adventurers come through this cape and none of them were able to pull off what the three of you were. This crown has granted me such power once it's full of souls and I'll start with the three of you, then the village, turning souls into pure ice energy. I'll be able to control it all, cement myself as the eternal ice queen with powers to rival gods. Roll initiative. Oh, so we're not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not getting paid. Dude, I just rolled another fucking nat one, bro. <laughs> Nine Same. Well, it's a five. I've rolled like four or five of them tonight. Uh, five. Oh, shit. I just looked at the table. Oh, my God. It's a big Yeti. <laughs> I, I guess you could say I wasn't Yeti for it. There it is. <laughs> I don't get it. And the Yeti got 20. Yeti got what? <laughs> 23 initiative. It's going to do cold breath. So before the old lady has control over this Yeti, still on top of it, he's going to do cold breath to all three of you. I need you guys to make me a DC saving throw. It is a constitution saving throw. Sorry. That's a chill 24. Oh, goodness, an eight. Oh, that's actually, it's not bad. 19, that thick gift skin. Okay, so Jax was the only one who failed it. You take 10 damage. And all three of you are now unfrozen. Um, after the Yeti makes this big, huge 
ice breath that unfortunately doesn't even hit you guys after being completely frozen in place. The lady up on top of this yeti wasn't able to concentrate enough on her spell, and you guys are free. Tella, your go. So we were played the entire time. You rapscallion, you hoodwinking us, bamboozling, trifling, snake in the grass. And I, uh, with my bonus action, I rip off the amulet and I rage and I become large in size, like, like a big old puff of hair. And I rage and I become giant in size, becoming 12 foot tall, rabbit Tamelicus the Jack. Jags, so his caves are mighty as I am. And I, uh, and you see my glaive, rather than being fire, it is now surrounded and swirled in a vortex of lightning. And I am just going to make my first two attacks and chuck my glaive at it. Uh, Rebolt my attacks with one shot. That is a 14 and a nine. The uh, 14 hits. Ooh, I'll take it. Dealing, uh, it's gonna take six points of lightning damage. And you see that as the vortex of lightning quickly engulfs into flames as I add my flame strike to it for my feet, takes additional one point of fire damage, rolling really low, as it takes an additional 15 points of slashing damage as the glaive makes contact. Perfect, is that your whole turn? Uh, yeah, as the glaive uh, reappears in my hand and uh, I yell at it, yeah. The Yeti shakes off the first six damage that you threw at it, but that one fire damage just completely sets it into a panic, and it now has disadvantage on attack rolls. Very interesting, very, very interesting, mighty intriguing, giantly intriguing, enormously fascinating. And I am my turn. Yes, it is huge monstrosity, by the way. It- I know that that was a thing that you were This thing is about. towering over me, and I'm just like, oh, it's almost as big as I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who wants to go out of the two of you guys? I guess I'll go first, just in case. Yeah, so I'm going to run to the northwest part of this room, close to the statue uh, at the northwest wall, and I'm going to use my once-a-day dissonant whispers. So it is going to take 10 psychic damage if it fails a wisdom saving throw of 15. If it succeeds, it still takes half. Um, And I'll let you know what happens after. It got a 12. Great. So that takes that full 10 psychic damage. Okay. And it must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows from you. Wow. Creature doesn't move into obvious danger, dangerous ground, such as fire or pit. And I look over at Limbo. I'm like, all right, if you can figure out how gems work today, you can definitely kill a Yeti. And I give him a bargain. Okay, so it is Limbo's turn. Limbo is going to run over to the Yeti. He's going to do like that anime run where he's just running super fast and a little cloud of dirt is kicking up behind him and he's running with the staff in his hand. And then he's going to uh, slide and try to um, hit the Yeti in the legs with his quarterstaff as he comes up to him. And that is going to be a, oh my gosh, it's not that good. Does a 12 hit? No. Okay, then I'm going to add a Bardic of Inspiration. And that is a 16 to hit. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, uh, that's only six damage, but then I am gonna use my last um, Astral Spark to deal another three damage on top of that. So that's uh, six normal damage with three force damage for the first attack. Well, my second attack is a dirty 20 to hit. Ooh. Nice, a little bit better. 11 um, damage on the second one. And then I am going to use uh, a flurry of blows. Actually, I'm gonna just do an unarmed strike for my uh, bonus action. And that is another dirty 20 with another six damage. And then I'm going to burn a key point to do a stunning strike. So now it needs to make a constitution saving throw of a DC 13. It got a 27. Okay, so it passes. <laughs> uh, and then that will be my turn. Bring it on, Yeti. All right, so the Yeti still feared from the fire. Old lady on top. Get with it. She's uh, kind of pulling his, pulling its horns while she's still up there. Uh, the Yeti um, is going to make a multi-attack on uh, Mr. Purple over here at Limbo. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> does a 18 hit. <laughs> yes, it does. All right. So it's going to hit you for 14 slashing damage plus 7 cold damage. There goes all my temp HP. <laughs> does 13 hit. Uh, that one misses. Okay. So that's its second kind of it attacks with both its claws yep hits with the first one misses the second one and then it is going to do chilling gaze do a constitution saving throw for me please okay don't forget you have bardic inspiration no i burned it oh it's only a one and done oh (laughs) yeah but that's a 16 it's pretty good needed a 17 (laughs) it will be 10 more damage and you'll be paralyzed for one minute. Um, you're not immune to cold damage, correct? No. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> not this character. <laughs> for one minute, you'll be there, but for each turn, you're going to roll. And if you hit the DC, then you're going to be out. Does that make sense? So on every single person's turn. I turn before I uh, become paralyzed to uh, the guys, and I say, help me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming, Limbo! Seeing my friend in trouble, I use my bonus action as my glaive goes from a vortex of lightning back into a burning glaive of passion as it ignites into flames again. And I'm going to move 40 feet closer to the Yeti and my buddy. And I'm going to make two attacks against it using sharpshooter. And we'll see if we hit. As I throw my glaive, a nine and a five. Man, not in my favor as the glaive goes past it twice uh, and returns to my hand. I'm like, oh, it's cold in here. It's cold. Not too cold, but it's a little cold. Don't worry, we're just heating up. And I will end my turn. I'm going to walk 30 feet closer, and she's wearing a crown? Yes. What's the crown made out of? Metal. <laughs> I am going. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm cast... Magical metal? Magical metal? <laughs> I'm going to cast a good old second level uh, heat metal. Okay. And uh, she is going to take 10 points of fire damage. Doesn't she have to do. Oh, no, you don't have to. Okay, that's right. And okay. Uh, she immediately takes the fire damage, but then makes a constitution saving throw to try and keep it on. 
She got a four. It falls. It does fall. So she, uh-huh. with the crown, all of a sudden becoming hot, her old lady falls back. The crown hits the ground before she does, and you just hear this wet just splat as she hits the ground and we'll take 10 points of damage. Where did she fall and where did the crown fall? Right next to each other, right behind him. And I look over at my rabbit buddy and I I say, listen, buddy, you're as good a giant as any. And I give him bardic inspiration. Well, that's good because I am a giant. Lumbo turns and goes, huh? (laughs) (laughs) His, His face while being frozen went from like, kind of question mark to all of a sudden it's sad <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay so that was three turns give me three rolls let me see if your constitution saving throws uh first one's a seven not quite uh <laughs> next one's an eight <laughs> let's go for that get there, get there. Uh, in the right direction last one was a 16 just a little a bardic of inspiration yeah, yeah right yeah uh... <laughs> <laughs> i said they're still paralyzed the yeti now seeing that uh uh one person's frozen and the person who lit him on fire just missed him super mad flies across the entire battlefield to get this ginormous bunny with this flaming sword give me your best shot bud you ain't nearly as big as you think you are <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go ahead and do the uh, his melee attacks again. All right, so he tears into this rabbit, swinging, and he got a 16 to hit for the first attack. That's gonna do it. And the second attack is 14. That's gonna miss. Can I use a reaction on his attack? Sure. Uh, I'm gonna use cutting words. So as a reaction, when a creature that's not immune to being charmed, you can see within 60 feet. Makes attack roll, ability check, or damage roll. I can expend one of my bardic inspiration dies, roll it, and subtract it from their attack roll. Is it the hit or is it the damage? No, I'm subtracting my d8 from his attack roll. That is 16. Okay, cool. So then it misses. Hopefully I just don't roll one. (laughs) 15 still hits. (laughs) (laughs) That is... You, you had 19 other things you could have rolled on. <laughs> Does it still hit you? Uh, my armor class is 15, so yeah. Okay. That's fine. I'll take it. So you take 14 slashing I damage. I can't believe plus, it. Plus uh, 7 cold damage. I get real angry and I look at him and I take that like a bunny. Try to hit me again. It's my turn. With your big old fuzzy hand, with your warm hands. He doesn't know what you're saying, but he knows that you're not scared. And he (laughs) (laughs) chilling gazes you. So you have to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, We take those 13. Mm. I'm going to use my bardic inspiration. Uh, 18? Yes. Yay. (laughs) I feel inspired a little bit. Taller even. All right, so that does nothing to you. So that is the end of his turn. I do one of those, like, I try to make him flinch twice. I jump my head forward. All right, Limbo, you want to hit me with a roll? Uh, first one's a 13. Negative. Next one's a 7. Negative. <laughs> and last one's a 17. Hey! Finally. It's Tell's turn. You'll be open when it's, when it's yours. Okay, got it. I stare down the Yeti. 
on my turn and I'm not going to throw my glaive because I'm face to face with him. I'm just going to hit him. I'm going to try to hit him twice. First one's going to be a 22 and a wow, another 22 to hit. Yep. That's crazy. So I like, I jump my head forward and see him flinch, but like two for flinching and I hit him with my glaive twice. He's going to take 14 slashing damage and four fire damage total. And then I use my bonus action to do my bunny hop. So I have a bunny hop. I can use it uh, three times a day. It allows me to move 15 feet in either direction I want. And it doesn't provoke attack of opportunity. So I'm gonna go ahead and go 15 feet out of his combat range, out of his swing range. And then I'm gonna use the, my movement to move 45 feet uh, to the other end of the room. Try to get a tactical advantage. All right. So what's going on with Lady in the Crown? They are on the ground currently. Old Lady may have thrown out a hip. <laughs> crown laying right right next to her. So <laughs> I'm going to uh, bonus action Misty Step. Right near the crown. I'm going to walk forward, pick up the crown, turning my concentration off on the heat metal, and I'm going to put it on. Ooh. Judas. <laughs> <laughs> Judas! <laughs> uh, I was not ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Do a I need I need a roll to know if it's going to like implanting very like bad thoughts into your head uh -huh. about that. Oh, am I making like saving throws? Oh, that's a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We'll, we'll have it in three turns. It's going to try to be like, you know what? This feels nice. You know what? <laughs> we could really run with this. Could we pull this off every day? Wait a minute. <laughs> it's really speaking to your kind of, you know, frames of references. Right. But it also you feel like you're starting to like lift off the ground a little bit like because of how much how powerful this thing might be it won't be one right away okay 16 okay cool you're keeping your your For my first one you, yep you're keeping your wits about you and with my movement the last thing i do is just move like 30 feet back to where i came from screaming ah oh this is wild <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm a, an irish this is wild oh my goodness this is wild <laughs> Good stuff. Limbo. You are out and you are also immune to that gaze for an hour. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to walk over to the lady that froze us and uh, I'm going to say, I didn't like that. And I'm just going to beat down with my fucking quarterstaff. That is a 13 to hit on the first one. Oh, yeah, you hit. Nice. That's nine damage. I will use that. That's going to be a 17 to hit on the second one. That is another seven damage. And then I will do another uh, bonus action um, unarmed strike on her as a headbutt. And that's going to be, <laughs> I don't think this hits. It's only a nine. No, it does. She is literally oh, a, wow. like okay. almost a puddle on the ground. <laughs> oh, of nice. The fall that she made. <laughs> oh, is she, is she on the, is she prone on the ground right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. then I, okay. Um, let me just see if I get a nat 20. Nope. So that's six uh, unarmed strike damage as well. All right. She is uh, maybe dead or potentially knocked out. You're not sure, but she is 
completely not moving at this point. Okay. And then I'll use the rest of my movement to make my way towards the Yeti, and that's my turn. Okay. Yeti's turn. The Yeti goes, jumps, <laughs> right on uh, towards the back where the, the crown was. That was the last time he, he saw it. And uh, doesn't see it anymore, but sees the old lady who fell off of him and just gives, gives her a quick stomp. <laughs> And just completely puts out the lights on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Then proceeds to uh, even go towards, uh, does a quick scan around the room, sees where the crown is, and then goes straight over here and takes an opportunity attack from uh, Limbo. Oh, nice. That is a 16. Yep, it does hit. Nice. That's seven more damage. All right, the Yeti goes over to uh, Jax, able to get there with his movement. And is gonna do a. Jack's not shot as a Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> he does his uh, chilling gaze on him. Has to make a Constitution saving throw, but with the crown. Uh, let me see what you get. I was really hoping it would just attack. <laughs> Nat twenty. Ooh, yeah, maybe that's Nat what I'm talking about. Twenty. With the crown, you can feel the power just booming within you, and you completely. Dissolve the gaze. <gasps> that would be the end of the Yeti's turn. No more gaze. Oh, sorry. <laughs> cut it, cut it, cut it. Cut it, cut it. <laughs> Tella's turn. I see my boy. I see my boy trouble. But not too much trouble. As he's staring down with the ass crown. And I threw my glaive. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw my glaive twice at him. With a big old spinning twirl. That first one's going to miss. Uh, but the second one is going to hit with a 17 and you see it that you see that when I throw the glaive you see that I'm gonna use my last feet charge and um, as I throw the glaive it ignites with flame again so it's going to do eight points of fire damage and it's going to do 18 points of slashing damage as the glaive flies through the air in a fiery tornado tour all right is that everything yeah I'm, and I'm actually going to use my movement to get closer to him to try to taunt the creature and uh maybe get focus on me and then my turn all righty <laughs> so did that uh save i did before count for this turn or that was so you're gonna do three of them oh okay so that was the 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 first one 30 20 all right so you're you're all good oh i went from an 11 to a four no, 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 next turn, next turn. Oh, next turn. So, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so far you're in the clear. All right. So I am going to... Jax is freaking out. I don't know if I can take it. Oh, this is crazy. I don't know if I can take it. Poof. He goes invisible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and wow. I, I haven't seen that one before. Yeah. <laughs> As I cast invisibility. <laughs> and, and I move uh, 30 feet away in a direction. And that's my whole turn. All right, going over to Limbo. All right, Limbo sees the dead lady, and he's like, job's done. And he looks at the Yeti, and he (laughs) runs over there and runs up to the Yeti now with his quarterstaff, and he's just going to keep pounding away. That is a 23 to hit on my first attack, dealing nine damage. That's a 15 to hit on my second attack. Uh, That is a six to hit. Uh, or sorry, that's six more damage to me. And then I'm going to try this again. I don't know how well it's going to work. I'm going to do a flurry of blows. Uh, so I'm going to expend one key point that allows me to do 
two unarmed strikes. Uh, so where is that? That's a 19 dealing nine more damage. And, ooh, I don't know if this is going to hit uh, my uh, an 11. No. And then I'm going to burn my last key point, 19, uh, to do a stunning strike. So he needs to do a DC 13 uh, constitution saving throw of DC 13. He passed. Okay, so he is not stunned. Yep. And then I want to look at him and see how the Yeti looks like he's doing. Um, He is very bloodied, battered, and I mean, he has chunks of fur looking into where bone is. He looks like he is on his uh, last last uh, assault. All right. End of turn. All right. He uh, turns to the rabbit that is still hitting him over and over and is going to make th- his full final assault from what it seems like to him and is going to go and use everything he's got. So he rolled a 22. Oh, wait, I got rolled twice because I got disadvantage. Oh, my God. He rolled a... It's going to be 22. He rolled a 13. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, my God. I use my fire glaive and I'm like, back, I say, back. Rolls a a, tw- a dirty 20 to hit on his second one. He's going to hit for 14 damage plus uh, seven cold damage. <clears throat> Blood begins to drip down my bunny fur. Yep. And then he's going to uh, chilling gaze you. 19. Wow, passed it. And with his uh, his final assault, he seems exhausted. That is the end of his turn. No. I look at him and I flourish my glaive. I stamp down and go, You see, you be doing all that gazing. Meanwhile, I be grazing. And I go ahead and just slash him twice, not using sharpshooter, just with my glaive. Ooh, that's a 23 to hit and a 12 to hit? Does not. Okay, so my one glaive is going to hit. It's going to be, ooh, 13 damage plus four fire damage for a total of 17 points of damage. And right before even the fire damage hits him, he collapses and the fire just ignites his body. Lit on fire, fur smelling atrocious while lit on fire. (laughs) And he sits there as a mound of flesh burning away. But we do have one issue. What? No. <laughs> we don't have any issues. We're talking about Jax, <laughs> Can you roll a saving throw? Uh, 12. Rolling a 12 didn't quite make okay. the saving throw. The soul of the Yeti flows through the air and gets sucked into the into the crown, increasing its power. <laughs> and <laughs> and now Jax. With a little evil in him, needs to figure out what he wants to do. You see the Yeti soul just flowing into like wind surrounding me, so you kind of see a wind outline of me like panicking. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm invisible and running around the room. (laughs) I pop out of my invisibility. I guess, can I just take it off or? Uh, Yeah, if I mean, you pass two out of the three, you're permanently changed obviously from this mentally for sure but what are you gonna do with the with the crown uh can i try one more time to control it (laughs) are we out of combat uh yes well i mean technically 
Yeah, technically, right? I look, right, at, limbo. We, <laughs> look at limbo. Look at limbo. I'm gonna leave now, and <laughs> limbo just goes up the stairs. <laughs> Grab him! <laughs> Grab him! <laughs> Goodbye. So. Before any of that happens, what you notice is that there's three columns that were there the entire time. Those gems that happened uh, float up from those, and you realize that uh, there's, if you don't know what it is, it's laminate flow are these actually columns. So that's been streaming water this entire time through those columns. And perfectly eye level to everyone except Tella is a gem sitting there, but it is cracked open. Each one of you can grab one of the gems. I grab the blood one, the blood obsidian. I grab the sky one, the sapphire. Y'all grab the earth one. <laughs> Perfect. So I was actually had a uh, account for this, but you guys beat this guy so so quickly. So on this round, a gem was the gem that flowed up and was gonna unlock a level twenty spell. For each one of you, <laughs> in case uh, the spike oh, went on a little too long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. So now you have those in your arsenal, Jax. What is uh? You can either roll to see how we end this to see if the crown dominates you. Yeah, I want to roll one more time to control it. Otherwise, I'll take it off. I think you gotta roll. You gotta. If you fail, you're gonna have to roll one more time because then it would be two fails. Yeah. Two. All right. So let's see. That is a. 13. So it was 13 was the... Mm. So there you so go. So it passes, yeah. <sighs> I don't think there's any money in here. <laughs> I think we should probably leave. <laughs> I take it right. I take it right. This is bullshit. I pick up the Yeti and I throw him down the hole. Here, just tell us you don't have a shiny crown like me. We could always sell the crown as... <laughs> <laughs> Limbo <laughs> just starts walking up the stairs. Yeah, I start walking up the stairs behind everybody. And I contemplate for a second to suck the soul of Telemachus into the crown. But because I succeeded, I don't do it. <laughs> and I move on forward with my newfound friends. <laughs> when you go to look at my soul, you see me shrink down to a tiny bunny. And I look at you and I give you the floppy eared look. You coming, Jax? Of course I'm coming. Yes, of course, of course. Hey, uh... Sorry, your soul just looks so... T I mean, you look so different in your tiny body that, uh... <clears throat> let's go, let's go, let's get out of here. Nice. Well, <laughs> I... Jared, <laughs> you, you did... That was great. That was a great job. <laughs> for sure. He has to say yeah, the line. He has to say the line. What's what? the line? And with that... And with that... And with that... Is and that's where, where... We'll end... Oh, today's session. Okay. Hey. Hey. So I got there. Hey. I'm like, I did my job. I'm done. I'm checked out. <laughs> I know it was too long. Sorry. Uh, too long. No, it was okay. a perfect amount of time. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Like yeah. It, yeah um, it was a wonderful okay. adventure. If you're if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this and made it to this point, let us know if we split it into two episodes. My guess is yes. <laughs> right. I feel like we had to. There's a cool stopping point that I thought. Would be a really cool split. So yeah, when I become huge and jacked and beautiful angelic flowing hair, yeah, I agree. No, definitely not that one. Definitely oh, that one. Else. In my thinking, giant flowing glaive uh, passion. Uh, <laughs> in your flowing nose hair, yes. Dude. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I do need to go eat dinner. So. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Um, so sorry. No, but no, dude, you're good. It was fun. I it was a lot it. of fun. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Um, I'm just very hungry. That's all. But no, I it's well worth it. I got one suggestion of sorts yeah. before we leave. Yeah, we gotta uh, end it on a recommendation. I just got more. More so, I need recommendations. I just got a Kindle. Mm. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in a book club now. I'm trying to read more, strengthen the mind, because uh, I need to get past that eight intelligence score. <laughs> so, <laughs> if anybody has recommendations, if you have Kindle or good audiobooks, even uh, let me know what the best ones are, and I'll, I'll take a look. Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. If anybody has recommendations in the Discord, uh, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> That's awesome. and I, will, I, will, I will take most suggestions, but not any suggestions. <laughs> uh, Ready Player One and Ready Player Two. Uh, but Jared, seriously, awesome job. The map layout was so cool. I love the map it layout. It was. It was dope. It was dope. And Good the, job. Uh, it was the puzzle was sick. The puzzle was so good. Jared's first time DMing ever, and he did it live. Give him right. a round of applause. Yay. He did a great job. He did a great job. Clops, clops, clops. I was so clops, stressed, clops. and I'm glad this is over. <laughs> no, dude, you did a great job. I'm, I'm sad. The I'll just say this last. Oh, this one thing. I'm really sad that the, the end. Like, I didn't want the boss to be too easy, but then I wanted those. Uh, I wanted the whole idea I started with was be like, oh man, how cool would it be if you got a level twenty spell on a final boss. <laughs> That was how I started this whole like thing, and then it just you guys Bam. kicked uh, the uh, mess ninth out of level it. spell. Okay, I cast wish. Right? No, I, I know. I was a bit taller. I wanted to. I like that with like, the heat metal. <laughs> it, I just wanted to go nuts, but yeah, when you did that and you put the crown on, I was like, I don't know how to go from here. But anyways, <laughs> good stuff. Great job. Yeah, very good stuff. Thanks, guys. Yeah, there's a good, there's gonna be a part three where we have to fight Jax for the crown. Right? Yeah, yeah, that'll be in uh, another Kambuki fighting pit episode. <laughs> the Ice King. <laughs> Wait, I've seen this show before. Wait, right. hold on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Good All stuff. right. All right, well, guess. thank you. Uh, thank you for making that for us, Jared. That was so much fun. Yeah, no problem. Now on to the Patreon shoutouts. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We'll see you another time. Bye. And now it's time to shout out the Patreon supporters, starting with the Blood Shard Bandits. First up is Benjamin Hayes. As the plated armor feels weighed upon his transferred soul, he tries to reach out to those that accept him for who he is. However, no one could understand his flaming tongue. The fire burns within his new body as he now stares down a full tankard of ale that he cannot drink with new companions that he cannot speak to in the middle of a jungle tavern at the Kambuki Isles. Dylan Snyder is next, aka Reese the Bard. Reese is striding along and writing songs of his journey. Without missing a beat with the wind at his feet, this bard is feeling worthy. With the crunch of the leaves and the shuddering of trees, this Aladdin will fulfill his duties to deliver a tool given to him so unjustly deserving. Julius Kendrick is up next as the husk of withered trees and a dim gleam of a haunted moon stand over him. As the seasons change, so do his plots of revenge. Rumors of decimated graveyards have been spreading around small towns of Humbrea. Reigns, who was recently killed and had his identity stolen by a demon frog, is next. Our heroes finally brought to light of Reigns' disappearance and had helped him finish his last assignment. 
purifying the water within Aramore City, and in the process, cleansing all the demon frog eggs left behind by the death slot. However, did they get every last tadpole? <laughs> Next is Alara Dawnstar. Finally cleaning the Temple of Scoraeus, she is now able to focus on bigger tasks, such as fixing the collapsed roof of the chapel, replacing the giant broken iron doors, and learning how to make and replace religious stained glass. Captain Scarrow! Is he revered or just feared? His massive ship sails the Evertoad Sea, flying one of the most infamous Jolly Rogers whom Brya has ever seen. This fish-faced skull and bone strikes fear into the heart of his enemies, and if his flag isn't scary enough, perhaps his large man-o-war ship could make you reconsider. The trees whisper amongst themselves as they look for aid. Rommel blossoms into the bloodshot bandits as our newest woodland protector. This gentle woad pledges his soulful buds to his patron, offering his life to protect his home and the very meaning of nature. Now we're going to move on to the Citric College alumni. First up is Andrew Hall. Andrew has decided to work on the magical consequences of divination magic over an expanding period of time for his senior project. Asking student volunteers, he noticed a large group of students who asked him to use tarot cards and then using magic divination to repick the bad cards for their student's fortune. He now realizes he may fail. Artemis is next up, and we learn the reason of his disappearance. He is currently assisting local town and villages in the Kambuki Isles. He is updating and educating them on anti-bullying laws and how to prevent bullying. Local town productivity is at an all-time high. Craig is our newest member of the Sigil College alumni, but remains to be a mystery. It seems that the school administration had lost his file at registration. He attends classes, however, his professors are curious of where his attentions may truly lie. Next up is Sly, a not-so-petty thief who has managed to steal enough coin to make a name for themselves. While also able to hire scouts, these scouts keep an ear out for any potential big-time gigs or potential heists. Sakajua is next. Dashing around the campus, this centaur has been demolishing the competition on the Sigic College track and field team. Sigic College Infirmary also loves him for his ability to heal wounded athletes with his clerical powers. Speaking of mysterious students, next up is Patrick Wienerstrom. And his neighbors are more suspicious than ever. A large package was recently delivered to his doorstep with no labels. Strange noises have been coming from his home ever since. St. Chaos is now in prison. That's right. During his expulsion, new claims have come forth of magical robbery, arson, and mean-spirited name-calling. Without an educational structure system to keep him somewhat in place, who will stop him from his senseless magical tomfoolery? Next, we have Warden, protector of Dotopia, a yeasty civilization living on Warden's baguette, and he is our last Sigic College alumni. Evading law enforcement, he swears to protect the bread city and the Carbodians who inhabit it. Now we're going to move on to Humbraya's hero, starting with Abdulrahman. Abdulrahman is an alchemist entrepreneur who has run into some trouble in the town of Gilo recently, as a string of thefts has taken place in his new alchemy shop. Alex Dredd is locked and loaded and searching tirelessly, following a trail of breadcrumbs of his newest delicious bounty. Can you hear that? 
Nufarius Nucarius' booty cheeks are clapping in the midnight winds throughout Aramor as a small worm infestation has occurred. That's worms with a Y, of course. Man with Glass has just finished his new vase filled with volcanic lava glass. He cannot wait to show the world what he's made. Oh no, is that a stone shooting towards him? <laughs> new Humbrea's hero, Leon, that's Dandy Leon, is a tabaxi pickpocket of Humbrea. Rumors say once you hear the cat's purr, your coin is already gone. Odimel is a new member as well, an elf of the moon in the highest regard. Holy arcane magic swirls around her to guide those who seek help. Our third newest member of Humbrea's heroes is Mr. Johnny Tar. Mr. Tar is a fierce fighter of Humbrea, a force to be reckoned with. And Caleb Schneider, our last but newest Humbrea's hero, is a strong, buff, halfling barbarian who prides himself on being the best lichen hope thrunter in all of Humbrea. You werewolves better beware. <laughs> Everybody, I just want to say thank you for the love and support and everything in between. If you would like to hear your name on the Patreon shoutouts, go ahead and click the Patreon link down below to find out some more information. And as always, thank you so much, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.